0: Hello. Welcome to Behind the Music Podcast. I'm Bridget Devin, your host, and today I'm excited to welcome Ezra Sanzer-Bell with AudioCipher. Um, AudioCipher is, uh, you can find them online on their website, but they're helping you unlock your full creativity with their Word to MIDI music generator. Simply type in a phrase to create melodies and chord progressions instantly. Uh, Ezra, I'm really excited to kind of get the behind the scenes of how this technology works um, and for songwriting and all the like. So thank you for joining me and I'm excited to talk music and business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah. So um, to start, can you share with us about yourself and how AudioCypher got started?
1: Um, Yeah, for sure. So I guess AudioCypher was founded mid-2020, kind of around the emergence of the pandemic, uh, spending a lot of time at home, working as a marketer during my day job and being a musician really as a hobbyist by night. So making my own music and and just kind of getting into digital audio workstations, trying out different plugins and um, seeing what I felt like was a gap. Um, It was actually right before AI music trends started popping off. So like this whole idea of text to music or text to image generation, chat GPT, et cetera is blown up over the last two years. And it's almost hard to remember like when it started but yeah, 2020, um, we weren't quite there yet. So I was actually uh, not really positioning the product in an AI music space at first. It was just supposed to be this fun tool that musicians like myself could use to quickly get some inspiration. Um, but yeah, it's really grown into something more since then.
0: That's fantastic. So um, if, if you were like a, a musician coming to AudioCypher for the first time, what's that experience, that flow of experience look like?
1: Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, usually when I tell people what our app does, um, they kind of get a twinkle in their eye. Because I think there's an innate understanding that like, words are for lyrics or words are for, you know, the liner notes on your album, like you don't turn words into music. So you're already kind of breaking like a an assumption about how music operates. Um, so that's fun. And uh, and then there's that sort of mystery of, okay, well, how does it work? And I think that mm-hmm. people love digging in. In fact, um, early on, we used to publish the cryptogram or the sort of encoding cipher that we used um, <clears throat> on our website to kind of give people like, hey, this is exactly how the algorithm works. I thought that would be a selling point, but I actually heard from some people, they're like, they're like, oh, okay. They're like, I'm glad I tried figuring it out myself first so I could like, you know, Get a, a feel for it before I just saw the answer. So I realized the product itself is almost like a, a puzzle, or you know, it's like how it works itself is inherently fun and mysterious. So um, we are pretty transparent about that. If you dig deep enough into our blogs, and you'll find the answer, um, especially on our musical cryptogram article. But basically, um, yeah, most people, when they're first getting started with Audio cipher, they'll just pop it open. They might type in, you know, their own name or their like, you know, producer name or something to create a beat for themselves. That'd be like a really easy starting point. Um, I know just from interviewing our customers, we're not just working with beat makers, hip hop, you know, boom bap type people, but also EDM producers, even composers. Like we have a pretty broad, um, group of people, the technology they use from Mac and windows, even to like the DAW that they use is also very, um broad and we're serving people internationally so i mean like i'm always amazed when we get like sales in japan and china or korea it's like whoa (laughs) you know like their names are in a completely different alphabet and yet they're still using this sort of english alphabet cipher so i do think there's a universal appeal to the concept um and it from what i've understood just from talking to people they uh yeah they love creating chords and melodies and being able to do that sort of with this magical mysterious technique
0: that's so um yeah when i saw your website i was like okay i have to give this a try because you know sometimes you know I'll, I'll use my voice notes on my phone when i'm like driving in the car and i'm like da, 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 tapping away or like um you know uh, humming a, a melody because i know how difficult it is when you actually sit down and you're like i'm going to write something and it's like oh your brain just you know <laughs> so is that is this a tool that can help kind of Cut through that and just start a writing process, writing project?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, I met some people before who said when they heard about audio sector, they're like, that's so funny. I've been using words to come up with my instrumental song ideas for a while. They're like but I, it's never literally been encoded in the music, uh mm-hmm. so yeah if you 're somebody who 's just like singing voice notes and maybe you get melodies in your heads or lyrics, how do you like bring that down and start your project so maybe you start with something organic like that because I actually really you know i 'm very much for the human side of expression like the more uh, innate creativity comes out of you and onto your project, the better I believe it's going to sound. Um, but I think that where Audio Cipher comes in is maybe after you've come up with your melody and your lyrics, maybe the lyrics are about whatever they are, a stroll in the park or something. <laughs> so you're like, okay, you type in stroll in the park in Audio Cipher and you get a, c- a collection of chords. And so you can go through there and say, okay, you know, this yeah. little section, like maybe some segment of it is exactly what you wanted. You get rid of the rest, you change mm-hmm. it, you make the chords longer or shorter. Audio cipher mm-hmm. gives you control over rhythm automation so you can control how long the chords are. You can use randomization features as well. So there's a very um, uh, diverse range of outcomes that you could have between chord randomization and rhythm randomization. It's pretty much like an endless uh, set of opportunities musically. And the, the sort of word to music thing is a, is a medium or like a, a way of getting to your end goal.
0: That's so cool. And you know what I love about that, too, is that like it will give you like you'll prompt it and it will deliver something and then you still can um, affect it. Right. And it just kind of makes you feel like this technology isn't re- com- like completely replacing a, a process of musical creation. It's more like partnering with you and it's helping you. Because you can adjust it, like you're saying, um, which I think is really exciting about like AI and, and tech, and this is cool to see how it's coming in, in the music space. Um, I was going to ask too, so if someone were to like create a song using Audio cipher, what can they do with the song? Um, is it for like personal projects? Can they go beyond that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, there's a lot of fun creative outlets that we've explored just as a company. So, for example, um, I have a video content creator um, that I've worked with on probably over like 50 videos. If you go onto our YouTube channel, you can check them out. So we've done all sorts of different musical styles like lo-fi hip hop or more like cinematic stuff. We um, will basically do rescorings of existing visual content. Like we might take some lo-fi anime stock footage. And then, you know, if it's like the images of people chopping vegetables from various animes, we'll string that together over a two-minute piece. And then we use the word chopping to create a song. We'll show you the whole start to finish um, sort of uh, process. So you can see, okay, they typed it in. They chose this key signature. They dragged it in. They changed the rhythm a little bit. And then they created a whole arrangement around that. And instead of telling people sort of instructionally, like, um, you know, here's like a tutorial on how to use AudioCypher. It's this really sort of quick blast, like 90 second, immersive experience where the, the word you use, the visuals you're seeing and the sound should all capture a certain aura. So, you know, like in that video I just described, we may have like the chopping sound of knives on uh, on a block because we, and that's being used with the snare. So it's like even the ambience, it's creating the synesthesia. That's something mm. that, that represents um, this, this liminal space between music and language and imagery. And so yeah, what you can do with AudioCipher beyond just like quickly spinning up a quick melody or or a chord progression is really intentionally when you generate let's say like a string of notes to not change the order of the notes. You can change the chord extension, you can change the rhythm, but if you keep that exact same melodic seed, then the original word you chose, you never would have arrived at that melody were it not for that exact word, which means that they're intrinsically connected. If only in your imagination, but Mm -hmm. then by some sort of act of magic, you can bring everything together as a composer, as a creative, uh, with the visuals, with the audio, with the sound effects, to to paint that image in a way where if I was just going to sit down and write a song about chopping vegetables... It may yeah. not be clear, like, how do you even begin with that? So, um, yeah, I think it just gives you all this raw material to work with. And then you can, you know, tell the story creatively after the fact. That was what you're asking is, you know, what do you do with this stuff? Well, mm-hmm. you tell stories. I mean, you, you let people know when you have a crazy hit, like you put out that banger that got a million streams. and They're like, how do you make the beat? Well, I used AudioCypher, you know, here's the backstory. And, and you can tell a little bit more about the melody.
0: Um, I, I'm so excited to try this. (laughs) Um, so, um, you know, in this podcast, I love to showcase all these different ways you can work in music. Um, it's just my personal mission is just to show that there's still like so much opportunity. I'd love to know a little bit about your experience working where music and tech and business meet and what, you know, what the day-to-day is like for you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I am a solo founder. We're a bootstrap company. Um, you know, financially we bring in enough money to cover our contractors, and I'm still sort of, you know, paying them before myself kind of thing. Um, my time investment's been like 10 to 20 hours a week for the last two and a half years. Um, so that's been on top of a full-time job, which is why it's like just enough that I can kind of get by week to week, but I'm never like grinding myself down too much. Um, I've been a blogger forever, right? Like I've been doing music blogs since 07. I've been doing podcasts since that time too, on much more esoteric musical topics, right? So like my original interests were, you know, music theory, and then what is the origins of Western music? Oh, it's astronomy. Who knew? Well, who knew that the ancients said that each planetary orbit around the sun had a different frequency and that the power of music came from inheriting the astrological frequencies in the music? Like, so those were stories early, early on that really captured my attention. Um, And I wrote books about that. So I'm like, I published two books on esoteric music theory in 2014, 2015. Um, And that stuff was, you know, super fun. I got into this habit of writing really regularly. And I think that's carried over now into having an AI music adjacent, you know, text to music business. Um, It lets me continue to write about these interesting musical topics, but for, for, for a crowd that I think is more engaged um, you know, like the new ages aren't necessarily music theory people. And then you have on the other end, like producers who don't want to spend the time thinking they just want to create. So what we've done is created a tool essentially that streamlines that whole process. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, as a, as a founder, I mean, it just means I'm constantly networking with people and writing articles. Um, we don't do a lot of paid ads, so there's a lot of emphasis on organic growth. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, fantastic. And I love that because it gives someone, you know, for me, Um, I have such a love for music and, you know, I, I, I I don't know if I share this, but I'm a a vocalist and I perform live, uh, you know, part-time, very part-time and I love it. Um, but I've also have such a love for like business. And so I, for me, this podcast, getting to talk music shop, getting to explore like business and getting to share with people and maybe inspire someone to be like, oh, I could have a, um, you know, I could carve a path out for myself with music that also fuses with like another passion. I think it's really cool. So hearing your behind the scenes of like the the work you do in music writing and um, musical podcasting and um, just the networking for your business and working with tech and working, you know, in AI, it's, I think that's just super cool and just hopefully shows like there's a lot of ways to incorporate music into you know, your work or your your passion, you know?
1: A hundred percent. And when you get down on the ground level like this, you start talking to other founders who are in the exact same place, which is super fun, right? So like uh, last week I was talking to Sam, who's the founder of uh, Wave Tools, which is the first AI DAW. Um, So it's actually using chat GPT for inside of a DAW and you can communicate it as a sound uh, design and composing assistant. So you can say like, hey, give me a four chord melody in the key of C major with major seventh and minor seventh chord extensions. And it'll do that. It'll literally create the MIDI for you in the DAW. And then you're like, Hey, you know, create a passing tone on the soprano voice. And it'll do that. You're like, "Uh, make it make each chord sustain twice as long. And, And so it's, working with you is it replacing the composing process no it, you still have to prompt it yeah but like you said audio cypher keeping in mind audio cypher is not an ai tool even though we cover so many of them um i think the underlying principle of ai is actually really similar which is that you know you prompt it with something you need to make tweaks and adjustments you may do variations like dolly and mid-journey style where it's literally just like you hit the thing that says variation Or it could be more of a a granular tweaking where it's like if you go into some of the deeper uh, generative tools, you're really able to change all these parameters and Mm -hmm. fine tune to get exactly what you want. So I would say, you know, the difference between fine tuning and AI and fine tuning audio cipher is that audio cipher is closer to the authentic composing process you're you're getting a, a a little bit of musical material so you're not staring at a blank canvas and then you're using that to make creative decisions yourself and you're changing things so um yeah it it is really cool to to be able to come up with this tool that feels like right on the cutting edge, but also rooted in ancient, you know, philosophies and mysteries, but then also like to monetize that and turn that into a business and best of all, to get to network and meet all these other people as a result. It's like,
0: it's so fun.
1: (laughs) It's so fun. And honestly, like, yes, I mean, like I do enjoy making the money and being able to pay my contractors. So like, we're not all just doing it as a, you know, side project, but um, ultimately like the friendships that I've created through this, I mean. Our, the video contractor I mentioned, we ended up hiring him at the SaaS company I was working at. Like, so these are these are opportunities and entry points for musicians who maybe, you know, have a degree in music, but like don't know how to get professionally activated. I've worked mm-hmm. with half a dozen people who now for the first time ever have a company that they can say they rep as as an influencer. So it's really cool to be able to give them that in exchange to be able to receive, you know, these tutorials and demos and stuff. So it's just such an exchange. It's a, it's a really cool yeah. network.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it just speaks to um the the relationship side of you know that that your music and that your business develops and um I, I just love that that's so beautiful I'd also uh love to hear so what have been some really great ways because we talked about this a little bit in with your work in marketing but what have been some really great ways to market audio cipher and get the word out to um bring on more users mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, well, I've tried so many different things, you know? So, like, I tried Facebook ads at first, which I, uh, because of the way that attribution works with Wix, which is our content management system, like, it was never really super clear whether or not, like, those like a ad to cart was showing up in a way where it was separate from an actual paid conversion. So I was never getting like a really clear insight on my conversion rate for Facebook, which was annoying. Um, And so eventually I just stopped after like six months of that. And I noticed that my conversions (laughs) didn't change. So I felt like I had kind of been throwing money down the toilet. But um, yeah, you know, paid ads, same with Google. Like I I have some experience with it, but I really don't like um, for, for a product that especially when we started and we're running ads was like 10 bucks. Uh, the cost of acquisition for a customer was like, you know, 10 to 20 easy. Um, so there wasn't much return on investment. I felt like we were just doing like essentially promotion, yeah. um, but, but our audience it isn't super responsive to like lo-fi video promos and we didn't have like the craziest like you know uh media or anything to work with. So I felt like all we need to do is give people real value. If mm-hmm. we can give people value of some kind, then they will appreciate that. And some tiny fraction of them will purchase from us if it's a good fit. Like and yeah. we just need, also we need a compelling landing page for our homepage. So so based on that, I started building out the blog like a year and a half ago. Um, and because of my connections to SAS, I was able to get some like high domain rating uh backlinks uh from some like really juicy companies, and that I think it took about a year of just like sitting and incubating and then I remember because we had like a domain rating of one point four which is awful and then all of a sudden on July fourth uh <laughs> it literally like a unicorn spike, like went up to 41, which was insane. And it eventually leveled out. We've been climbing back up since, but like there was a moment where like all the, the, all the backlinks and organic content that I've been writing kind of came to a head. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, right now, so we get about 45,000 unique visitors per month on our site. Great. Um, and, uh, the conversion is such that about 65% of them are, uh, 65% of our purchases come from organic traffic. So I would say like organic SEO is basically what's keeping our company afloat. Um, we do also get direct referrals and stuff. So I've worked with like music radar and syntopia and, you know, record and a bunch of like just media publishers in our, uh, in our industry to, to try and get the word out. But, um, yeah. And then the only other thing, honestly, is like I have hired a bunch of influencers. So we worked with Larry O, Simulation Beats, uh, Ed Talenti is lined up, although, you know, we'll see if he uh, is able to pull that off. Um, but yeah, like these people who cater to producer crowds um, who may find our product interesting, you know, uh, we definitely have worked with a lot of them, created a ton of content. But if I'm being 100% honest with you, like I think we could have never released a single video and it wouldn't have made any. Big difference. Like we have video FAQs and tutorials that help people install. Obviously, that's important. Um, But I don't feel like uh, the the influencer promo and the content we've created has been much more than like a culture play to be Mm -hmm. like, hey, we're, you know, our company has body, our company has, you know, like meaning and purpose and So you can, you can dig into that if you want, but like so many of those videos have like 26 plays on YouTube and you're like, yeah, "Hmm, we may have like (laughs) put a little bit too much time into it. So, yeah.
0: Oh, I love, um, I love this. And you know what it speaks to too, is like for people growing a company, it just, um, to me shares that SEO is very powerful and that blog writing is very powerful. And sometimes, you know, I'll talk to people and it it sometimes people feel like social media growth is the only way. And it's like, there's a lot of different ways to, um, you know, grow your company. And so it's cool um, hearing your experience with having um, a great landing page and building blog and having those backlinks and, um, and 45,000 unique visitors a month is, is, is that's great, you know, like, um. So this, I think that that's a really cool thing to hear about. Um. So, Ezra, as we're nearing the end of the podcast, I'd love to hear your vision for the future. Where do you see cipher in the next year and
1: beyond? Oh man, that's such a fun question. Um. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't have like, uh, I have two answers, right? I have the more pragmatic one, which is that we're developing V four now. It should be done by end of summer, early autumn. Um, And we are going to be rolling out something, which is uh, a second product that lives alongside uh, AudioCypher. It's still going to be under the same brand, but I can't tell you exactly what Mm -hmm. it is. Um, Mm -hmm. So that'll come out then and everybody will see it. Um, And then the other thing, I'm really interested in, you know, AI applications. Um, I think that we need to preserve the integrity of, you know, human imagination and creativity and also respect artist rights and like, you know, give people proper remunerations, but like there, we're a long way away from being able to manage that. I know Holly Herndon, uh, Water and Music, like there are these like sort of big uh, thought leaders in the space who people can check out to um, to kind of understand where we are at currently in the development, both for DAOs and NFTs and stuff, but also for AI music and, and that software. Um, I think within a year, we're going to see uh, more text to sound sound effects and foley generation which could impact cool. you know uh sound design for film um audio cipher is probably going to continue to play more in the melody and chord generation space and i think that generative music um even though we have tools like harmony uh you know which is a stable diffusion stability ai product they're doing really cool generative stuff with data bots um so if people haven't heard them and want to hear like what is generative music what is text to music stuff capable of, like, that's a really exciting space to look at is Harmony. Um, But yeah, I mean, at this point uh, I would love to see like in my, let's give you a five-year vision. Okay. That's more fun. The futurist in me wants to, wants to say, so um, I would love to get to a point where we're no longer typing, we're speaking. So I could speak uh, the word hamburger and what's going to, how do you translate a, a random abstract thought, like teacup into music? And so the, the the riddle, the puzzle, the challenge of interpreting that problem could explode into so many different possibilities and opportunities. For example, the GPT chat in an AI DAW right now. Uh, if mm-hmm. I said create a melody like a hamburger, it's going to do something. Can we refine that to be like, okay, well, what are the qualities of a hamburger? Semantically, break it down. Okay, it's squishy, it's hot. Let's get something that has. Let's use sound effects and foley to get the sound of a grill. Oh my gosh! So maybe there's a grill sound. So, so within minutes, there's a hamburger song that's got the sound effects of it, and maybe there's a flip sound to it. You listen, you go, all right, I hear the hamburger. In this there's a company right now called Mubert, M-U-B-E-R-T. They're a European company. They created a, a hugging face. Um, text to music generator, but they're using pre-made human loops. So they're essentially using like a tagged metadata system to do this. I think the five-year vision is we go pure neural network generative music, and it's capable of the most unbelievable, expansive, imaginative compositions. And we as humans are prompt engineers so to speak we're designing the perfect prompt to get the music we want and then we're essentially all about how do you get your music and share with others and you know so how is that how is that uh mediated and that's that's still a question
0: wow my mind is so (laughs) blown Ezra um and like the kind of the thing that popped into my head too is um the thing that popped in my head is I'm like oh okay um so we're when you look at music right now it's you, you hear a lot of similarities between new songs that get developed, right? You're like, oh, this sounds like this artist, et cetera. And so it's sometimes in my mind, like, mm, how do you write that super original piece, right? And you just described a song that you could listen to and intuitively know this is a song about a hamburger. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a concept I've never even considered, right? And I'm like, whoa, you know, just kind of... Um, trying to see that exponentially I'm like there potentially could be just like just a whole wave of of um new music that i'm like well never heard anything like this before you know and that's really cool and and you used the word um earlier where um i forget what it is but it's where um like music you can like see music what mm-hmm. is that called yes yeah, synesthesia synesthesia so it's like i i i i understand that that's something some people have and a lot of people don't but it kind of sounds like this could allow someone who doesn't naturally have synesthesia to listen to a song that's about a hamburger and you're like oh i see it mm. i mean just the just the idea of that i'm like that's so interesting i'm i'm <clears throat> Very excited. And I wrote a lot of notes of other AI companies to check out. <laughs> oh,
1: cool. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's really exciting. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. I just love the idea that we could begin to expand beyond the sort of limited, like, Hey, this, this song was a hit, let's mimic it. Mm-hmm. And then that creates a whole subgenre that takes like decades to die. And meanwhile, like innovation just creeps along super slowly because it's so driven by industry demand. Mm-hmm. I think that music right now is really uh, suffering, uh, that's just my take. I mean, and I love, I love modern music. There's a ton of great new artists. So I'm not trying to just throw a blanket over everything, but like, I think the the suffering is not a lack of uh, creativity on the part of artists it is the uh, incredible struggle to survive in an ecosystem where you have to be a visual influencer, dancer, mm-hmm. entertainer, et cetera. You know what I mean? To be mm-hmm. on TikTok and getting people's attention. Like there's a lot of challenges that to, traditionally the introverted musician didn't have to deal with. And mm-hmm. I think that when the, uh, when the creatives get to come back full circle and have a text and music tool like this, that they can then prompt engineer and inside of a DAW, change the notes, change the core, like have full control over the mix. Uh, that's going to be super exciting. So five years from now, we'll be there. <laughs>
0: Oh, cool. Wow. Uh, well, for those listening, uh, this is Ezra Sanzer-Bell with audio Cipher. And Ezra, before we go, I'd love for you to share how people can stay connected with you or um, anything about audio cipher you'd like to um, share as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so we have our website, AudioCypher.com. Um, and also, if you want to reach out to me, uh, Ezra at AudioCypher.com is a fine contact.
0: Awesome. For those listening, definitely check out their website, uh, you know, send them an email. Uh, I'm really looking forward to diving in a little deeper on Audio cipher. And um, this has also been a great conversation for me because I know that there's like all this developing tech and music, but sometimes I'm like, well, where do you start? You know, and you offered so many like cool places where I'm excited to just dive in and learn more. So um, thank you so much, Ezra. This was so fun. Uh, I I learned so much and really enjoyed talking with you. So thank you.
1: Yeah, likewise, I'll see you in five years, right? And we'll, uh, we'll see where we're at. Yeah, let's touch base <laughs> in five years. All right. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs>